California, it's MMA Roasted with Adam Hunter. Who the fuck is that guy? What's up, people? Welcome to our brand new MMA Roasted podcast. Me, Adam Hunter. So you got two this week. One of my favorite people. I saw you last night for like three seconds at the haha. You were on stage, but I had my daughter with me. It was like 1030 or 11 o'clock at night because I was just coming home from the dime. So That's I, what I was wondering about. I was like, I was like, is he going to try and do the thing first and then the dime, or is he going to try to do the dime first and swing by the club? Yeah, yeah. Well, I found out about the the party like at the like last minute. Everybody so I, did. They planned it last minute. Apparently, uh, that, Jack Jr. was like, "Thank you guys so much. We just we planned this two days ago." And it's like, oh, there you go. Like, sounds right. So, uh, but I saw you killing on stage. But you you were what giving Terry a big. Uh, send off or something or happy birthday or like what were you yeah, doing? Yeah, it was a happy birthday. We were trying, in fact, I let off the night, but then I did another thing later. So if you heard the one, the first one, everyone was just, you know, sharing some funny Terry moment. For those of you who don't know, Terry Asadorian, Terry Senti Esteban Asadorian is the co-owner of the Haha, ha, which we play quite regularly here in Los Angeles. And they're one of those, every club in LA kind of has its own crew. It's established guys that they're like, these are the guys that you're probably going to see here every time. And for us, it's it's oftentimes the Ha Ha, which has been my home club since I got here. And, you know, in fact, because they put me up so much, it's probably one of the reasons I don't work the other clubs more often because <laughs> I just go where I'm wanted. So right. Terry, it's her birthday. We're having this party. So I was just sharing some of the weird. Everyone was getting up, sharing fun memories. And of course, mine, I was like, my favorite version of Terry is cock blocker Terry. Because, oh, really? oh, yeah, because Terry doesn't want anyone else to get laid. She doesn't want anyone. She likes to believe that we just want to do comedy for comedy's sake or whatever. So she's always like, no, Greg, don't do it, Greg. So like, uh, like she would. And of course, everyone's fucking everywhere all the time. And of course, the leader of the pack, uh, uh, Video Shauna, was just, you know, he fucked every. And I was telling the story about the first one of the funniest times was you know, any new waitress, you knew Vinny was going to fuck her. Oh, I mean, yeah. if she was halfway attractive, first, whatever, within the first week, Vinny was going to fuck her. So we're there, and it's a new waitress. Sure enough, Vinny's all over her. He fucking crushes. He's like, hey, you know, we should, what are we even doing? You know, and she's like, yeah. So they end up leaving. They're going to go to that bar. Remember the old haha? There was that bar that was across the street that was like kind of that, that, uh, like dark um, little seedy nightclub. Like the Federal uh, place? No, it wasn't a Federal. It was called something else. Anyways, so I see him crossing over to that bar and, and Terry's like, where is the waitress? And I'm like, she just ah. left. And she goes, where is Vinny? I'm like, she left with Vinny. And she goes, no! Oh, and she that's... runs outside and she sees them crossing the street. She throws open the door. She's chasing after him going, no, Vinny, no! No more hot they for you! No way, really? Yes. And that's... of course, it didn't stop Vinny for one fucking second. He absolutely just disappeared into the club with her and went bananas. So... They t- I tell people, like, like rule number one, don't bang the wait staff because... 
a lot of times you do a club on the road, you bang the waitress, and then she's banging the manager afterwards, and then you can't play at that club anymore, you know, because yeah. they want you there. But I remember one time you know, I was in Hollywood at a club, and I had, you know, I banged the waitress, and I then I like, didn't call her. I forgot what happened. I didn't call her. Uh, and then I forgot what happened. I didn't call her. All right, I, I forgot why I didn't call her. After I had it's her been a while. You can just admit it. You didn't. I had a reason to not call her. She was something happened, right? But then I'm on stage, and she stands in front of the stage, ah, like this. Ah, <laughs> so you had sex with this girl? So, so like my whole set, she's just like that. I, you know, just mean mugging you from the front of the stage. Not even waiting tables. Literally, right? Like, you gotta be fucking kidding me. And it was yeah, like, and you know. It was like a showcase for a TV show. Perfect. Which up, of course it was. For white boys in the hood. Uh, which, ah! I, which I ended up getting, but oh yes. my God, that was fucking ridiculous. Yeah, yeah. I, um, yes, it, it, it's bad to fuck a waitress on the road, but it that is better because you're only going to see her once or twice a year. Although you do make your money there and you don't want to shit where you eat. Right. But the worst place to do it is at your, you know, at the city club where you go, Two three times a week. Oh yeah, and and now she's there, and she's bad. She's there five six times a week, fucking bad mouthing you the entire time because you fucking you know dicked her over. Do not fuck the waitress at your home club. Just don't do it. Now that being said, every comic thinks they're the exception to the rule. Oh yeah, well, there was a comic in West Virginia who was a strong us included. Feature. This comic I knew was a strong feature. He could have had a career, and then he banged this waitress in West Virginia at the Funny Bone, got her <laughs> pregnant. And, oh. and when, I, when I came back to the club, he was working as a chef there. Um, oh. I mean, which is nice that he was taking care of his kid. But oh my, oh my For any God. aspiring comedians out there, let me just tell you something that I usually only say in my workshops. And that's there are two pit, major pitfalls to a career in the arts. Number one is getting married. And number two is having children. Now, I'm not saying you can't do those things. I'm saying you need to wait till you're a professional at the craft so that it's your job. You have to do that to make money. Because if you don't, marriage, you might find a good one. She supports you. She wants to do it. But kids, kids are dream killers. Okay? They just are. Because then you got to just, it's all about the kid. You got it now. Again, you're a pro. You made it. You made it over the hump. Now you can have kids. Now you can do those things. Because you make your money doing your craft. If you do those things before you are a full-time professional, you will the chance of you becoming a professional become exponentially more difficult. Yeah, uh, yeah. I mean, I I see it. I mean, to me, to be honest, since I've had my kid, uh, my career has been, you know, I would say better than it's ever been. And in a lot of ways, I mean, maybe last comic standing it was bigger uh, at that at that particular time, you know. When I was on TV, no, but again, you're a professional. But, you but have the engagements. You have to do it. It's the biggest motivator in the world. Nothing Absolutely. More I mean, sure. nothing more motivating. I mean, but imagine you weren't a pro and you didn't have clubs that you booked every weekend that yeah. you didn't and you weren't making headliner money. You were trying to get by on guest spot and feature money. And now you oh. have a kid. Do you yeah, think you'd yeah. be able to do you think you'd be able to live in that house? Do you think no. you'd be able to, to continue performing as often as you do? No, no, not a chance. Not a prayer. No. Uh, so, Sean, meanwhile. How are you, McCorkle? Doing all right, man. It's interesting you guys say that. My dad always begged me as a kid to not get married till I was 30. He said, you can be a teenager until you're 30. If you don't get married or have kids, like enjoy your life. But once you get married and have kids, you have responsibility and you have to 
provide for him. And uh, of course, I didn't listen to him. Got married at nineteen, even though she wasn't pregnant. There was no reason to get married that early. Genius. But, uh, <laughs> yeah, got married that early, and uh, as soon I was, I wouldn't say unmotivated, but like most nineteen-year-olds, like I didn't know exactly what I wanted to do in my life or didn't know where I was going. But as soon as I found out she was pregnant when I was twenty-two, just like uh, Greg was saying, man, the or Adam was saying the pressure i felt to make sure my kid could go to private schools or she could go to disney world or she could have what you know she wanted i worked 80 hours a week starting my i ran my business like i really got serious about it then we were before you know when i was 19 and just married and we had i mean i was working doing my own thing she was working it wasn't that big a deal but yeah the minute i found out she had that was the biggest motivator that's kind of what i struggle with now not that i'm super financially secure but it's kind of like i don't my kids are grown you know what i mean or whatever my bills are paid my girlfriend makes or has a really good job makes decent money i was able to clear a lot of money on my last house i sold and so it's actually a bad way to not have sometimes that pressure on you you know what i mean to not to because to me tomorrow is always a better way to start it's kind of like if you're unhealthy uh like fat and out of shape and then uh if the doctor keeps saying i mean your numbers are good everything looks good then you, there's what motivation is there to do that but then the day they tell you oh by the way you're gonna lose a foot if you don't start eating healthy then all of a sudden <laughs> like you know what it's Maybe I will start eating that salad instead of that cheeseburger, you know? So sometimes that, uh, you know, like I assume, Greg, you, when you had that heart attack, I don't know exactly what caused it, but uh, probably when you found out uh, <laughs> Brendan Schaub was releasing a second comedy special, because uh, I almost had one. But uh, yeah, no, I'm sure it, it, it changed and motivated some of the things you do, too, like when you come that close to realizing. Oh, without question, really, without question. Yeah. And, I, I, and what I'm talking about is related to that motivation, not that it isn't real, but that it's so real, you have to stop doing this craft that makes you no money yet right? and do yeah. something that makes you a real money now, which is not, like he said, he, now he's the cook. Now he's the chef. Why? Because the chef's making real money. He gets a regular check. He can take right. care of his kids. The comedian guy was making $400 a week, you know? And so you're right. That That's what I'm saying. If you're yeah. a decent human being, you will prioritize that child over your dream because it ain't making no money yet. And it becomes something, because I see it a lot teaching. You have two kinds of people. You have people in your 20s and then you have people in your 50s. Okay? People that haven't had kids and people whose kids just left the house and now they can do what they want again. That's what you see. You know? Right. Yeah. Speaking of kids, so crazy story. So I was coaching, uh, you know, I, I coach in wrestling, which is like my 15th year coaching. And so many times I'm like, why am I, why am I doing this? Uh, you know, like why? <laughs> it's like an hour drive, you know, <laughs> an hour drive back. I, I made, so I feel I, about this podcast. <laughs> I make it, you, know, you don't drive anywhere. And then, then uh, I'm making 20, I don't know, $25 a day. It's like, it just doesn't even cover the gas, you know? And, uh, but I'm like, I'm doing it because I just love the sport. And I, I love giving back. And I feel like I'm doing something good in my life. And, and it keeps me young. All right, so th those are the good, right? Then there are times, right? So there's this kid that we have that was doing jujitsu. He came from a jujitsu background. So right away, he's pulling guard. Wrestling is the worst thing you can do is jump to your back. Right, right, right. right? <laughs> and so he, he's jumping to his back. And I'm like, okay, we don't want to do that, you know? And then teaching him, and then he starts choking kids. Like he's 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 losing anyway, even when he's not doing his back, and he throws it at a guillotine, right? And right. so after like the third time this happened, I was like, because we had one kid, I, I wasn't looking. I look over some kids grabbing his neck, rolling around, like he just got oh, man. out. And I'm like, what happened? And the other coach is like, I think he just the kid, that kid choked him. And so, so I say to him, like, hey man, if you if if, if you do this again, you, you can't be on the team. Uh, with no choking and he, and he had that smile he gave me a, like a smirk like, like, like okay like i'm a badass that's like i'm i'm hurting kids so then i'm like 
So then I'm on a cruise. So I got my assistant, I got two assistant coaches, right? And I got an email saying like, we have to talk to, you know, this kid because uh, a couple of the girls on the team said he made him feel uncomfortable. He was like winking at them and like <laughs> making faces. Or... So then oh, I sounds awesome, awesome, by the way. I was about to say, so you had McCorkle in there? <laughs> yeah, this kid. This, kid, this is like, a, be, this kid is a little. Friends with. Totally, he's such a McCorkle. Like rules, got it. You guys so, heard him because those are for you. So right away, I go to my athletic director and say, "Hey, listen, can you talk to you know? Let's let, let's call him Nicholas. He called. He talk, 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 talk to Nicholas because you know he's." Choking kids, and now he's making girls feel uncomfortable. I have five. Why do I feel like his actual name is Nicholas? It's not. Sorry, go ahead. <laughs> so, Let's so call him uh, by his name. Okay. No, so that's so, and you know, so right now I get the parents. But what exactly did he say? And I'm, I'm doing all this on the bottom of a ship, right? Literally oh. like on the bottom of. Oh. I'm, I'm, in, I'm in Jamaica, bottom of a Brutal. ship. Brutal. Like, hey, what did he say to the girls? Copy, pay. So then the parents come to the practice. On, on Monday, right? So they come to practice, they watch the whole thing, and they come up to me afterwards. They're like, well, what did what did our kid say? I'm like, well, you know, he put a kid in a, a guillotine. I'll, I kind of let it go. Maybe it was muscle memory, jiu-jitsu, and he didn't, he just got, you know. But then I had girls complain. At that point, I have to tell my su superior guy, uh, you know, and, and, and he doesn't listen, whatever I say. So the right away, the, the mom, oh, he has ADHD. Right. So he has ADHD. Okay. And then what? They're like, the mom's like, what? He, he can't, he, 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 he can't try to talk to girls, boys and girls. They talk to each other. You know, they, they, they flirt. I go, I go, maybe if it was a nightclub or something, but, but this is right. a wrestling team. And, and then it was like, I go, you know, and if he does this again, I, I can't have him on the team. Uh, oh, so you're going to give up on him. You're going to give up on my kid. Uh, Cause he has ADHD. You quit and just start screaming at me. Right. Fucking oh. so, so right away I'm like this conversation is over, you know, like and then like well what do you mean it's over? Well who are you? What you are you the big shot? You think you got well you think you think you have power? And I I I feel like saying look I'm not part of LA Unified like I don't have to take your shit like I'm literally yeah. here. This is a after I get paid I go we'll give you your money back. I I don't have to listen to this. Like you yeah. Can, if I was a teacher, maybe I would, but I'm not even a real teacher here. Uh, so <laughs> I don't have to listen to any of this. So I'm like, well, give the kid the money. She goes, no, I'm going to make this go viral and I'm going to have your name and I'm going to make a video about you and I'm going to put it on YouTube and, and I'm going to, and I'm going to ruin your, your whole program. So it'll be shut down. I go, first of all, my wife will thank you if that happens. Uh, <laughs> you have no idea. Uh, probably the best thing for my career at this point. Uh, yeah. If you make me go viral, you will be doing me a huge favor. Okay, here's my tags. Uh, this is my name. Like this, make sure you. Spell yeah. So, so then, and so then, like I, I walk away, and the other guy comes, the guy in charge, starts screaming at him. She goes, "That coach is a psycho, a psychopath." She calls me a psychopath. Because uh, that's what she is. That's and, what and everybody else out. They just blame you for being whatever they are. I mean, so yeah, this is what I'm dealing with right now. Uh, I'm not, am I even allowed to talk about this? I am, right? Free speech. What are they gonna? What are they gonna? I don't know. But anyway, so Sean, what, what would you do in this situation? Uh, and actually, it's funny. It reminds me of um, there was a. My kids went to a little private school here, um, and my sons and nephews were on the basketball team. First, I mean, it was like a movie Hoosiers. Like first high school with under 100 kids would be playing for a state championship. Just crazy, you know. Like uh, before COVID ruined their season as the tournament started. But they were getting ready to play this uh, team Center Grove. This team Center Grove is a bunch of it's a public school, but five thousand kids there. 
like, I mean, just a massive school every year wins the football state title, wins everything. So sure, three, sure. Or four, three or four of the former guys who didn't make the team at Center Grove are now playing at this small school and starting for them. So it's like all kind of back yeah. and forth going. And um, one of the, uh, the head coach of that team said something that irritated me. I don't remember what it was. So I started roasting him on Twitter. And I mean, just devastating him. And then Center Grove parents from that school and alumni start calling my kid's school, wanting me fired, but I don't work at my kid's school. Like, they don't realize what's going on. Like, they, they think that I'm a teacher or I'm a, like, a, I don't know, like assistant basketball coach or like, he shouldn't be coaching. They're like, oh, he's not his son, just on the team. Like, we, you should remove his son for the team. Like, I can't remove his son for the team for roasting you on Twitter. That's not the way it works, you know? Because it's uh, like, I just, I looked up, but you know how I am. Yeah, like yeah. Uh, just started just started just devastating him online like just completely destroying him so uh long story short he ended up apologizing to me at the end of the season for me roasting him a bunch and that was all just because like he wanted it to stop well, like so he was just like my parents said i'm gonna have to apologize to the kid i'm like i'm gonna apologize to the kid for choking kids and having girls feel uncomfortable but i'm gonna go right. hey i'm sorry they're like you should have talked to the kid first and not the athletic director i'm like I wasn't even in the, in the country. Number one, number two. No, I don't. And number three, my job is not to fight with parents. Like, like the, the, as, soon as, you start, as soon as you start screaming at me, it's conversation's over. I, this is that's like way above my pay grade. Uh, but Greg, you think I'm doing the right? What, what would you do if you were me? I think you did the best option that you had, which was just walk away. You know, yeah. although I would have recommended pulling out my phone and making a video of her. You know, going <laughs> yeah, bananas. Yeah, yeah. You're like he's psycho, and then just turn around to you like. You know, <laughs> and then just put it back on her. That really, that would have been the the ultimate play. But I understand our generation doesn't think like Gen Z and most of the millennials do, which is pull out your phone. Yeah, you know, right. they think that anything happens, they know, bam, phones out, videos on. I don't think that way. I, you know, I, we're Gen X, so I, you know, five minutes later, I'm like, oh, I wish I, you know, like I, but I never as, think like, of as it first. Dealing with the parent, I, like. Obviously, the it's the kid. The kid. It's one of these parents that just like yeah. Can do what are you gonna do? Engage her? It's only gonna make it worse. The only yeah. thing you could do is be like, I'm done, and let her go bananas and everything. Because what she wants is she wants to bait you into a screaming match that makes her look and that's validated. What I, said. I, I call my daughter. I go, listen. Before I I did something to get myself fired by saying something to her that I didn't want to say. Yeah, I, I, I walked Just away, and the guy yeah. was like, "Adam, you can't get fired." He's like, "You're like, I mean, you, you yeah, know. you're a volunteer, you know." I, but also, should have offered like, her a spot on the team, and then made her run laps. That would have been awesome. <laughs> like, you know what? You can be on the team too. Now, take off running. But now, parents with their sportsmen are out of their minds. We found out that same team I was talking about. We found out there's this kid that kept playing, and we he was playing in front of my son, and I couldn't figure out why. And so I let it go all season long. Like my son gets in and scores ten points in three minutes, and doesn't play for two games after that. Like he's not getting any time. And the kid that's in his position playing all the time finds out. I found this out because I broke into the coach's email. I guessed his password, which was totally <laughs> oh like, unbelievable. It's, it's an unbelievable thing when you guess someone's password by using their wife's name and a number. It's like the best thing ever. So broke into his email, found a letter where he was being blackmailed by the kid's dad because he had broken off-season recruiting rules for high school and practice rules. And he was like, you better start playing my son or I'm going to turn this into the IHSAA. You're going to lose your job, all this and that. So then I had to confront the coach and ask him, I just feel like the playing time, like it's almost like you're being blackmailed. And he's like, I don't know what you're talking about. Bob. I said, really? What's this? <laughs> I handed him the email from printed out from his own email. 
um, with the blackmail on it. And then he asked me how many minutes a game is going to be enough for my son. And I said, no, I don't even want you to play in this game. I'm not trying to blackmail you also. I'm just telling you, you better start being fair or you're going to lose your job. You know, was, that's funny. So, my dad, when I, my dad was our, our little league coach and there was a kid, Italian kid who he didn't start. And he got a, he got a, a letter in the mail. There's no email back then saying, if you don't <laughs> start my kid, uh, you wake up in the fucking train track signed like Mr. Lorenzo. <laughs> and so he played him. It was my dad's friend who wrote that as a fucking joke. That's awesome. <laughs> who cut off the horse's head and put it in the uh, mailbox. That's why I, yeah, yeah. <laughs> who I just want part? everyone listening to the show to remember if you attack this show, Sean McCorkle's out there. <laughs> And he is reading the comments. I don't know. He's I got know, a lot of time on his hands. Exactly. He made a lot of money I selling did. his last house. He's sure, unmotivated. Dad actually, he has nothing better to do. So I'm just telling you now. You want to thank Some good out. advice. So my dad actually got fired from the kick out of the league because they thought he was betting on the games. Uh, yeah. As, as a Lily coach, because he, my, dad, <laughs> my dad figured out that like if we lost to a certain team, we had a better shot of being the next team. Like it was like one of those things. Like the so he was started. fixing games. Yeah, so he, he wasn't was betting on games. No, yeah, much different. No, but they thought much he, different. They, they knew he was a gambler. My dad. So they thought he was fixing the games and then betting. And I don't know. So that's amazing. So he 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 was though. He was trying to lose on purpose. Like Maybe he, it was all those cash transactions from the dugout. Maybe that <laughs> tipped him off. He was playing. He was playing the worst kids to lose on purpose. Yeah, and he's giving the other kids fucking money and shit, telling them to shut up. And Greg, I don't know if I ever told you, or Adam told you, but every uh, you know, my dad died like four years ago, and every time Adam's dad posts anything or Adam posts anything about his dad, I try to spoil it by saying, "Man, must be nice to have a dad to spend Father's Day with." Like on Facebook, my dad's birthday, it. bro. My dad. I know. Birthday. I've seen. I've seen that, and I think you may have posted that on one of my things too at some point. Uh, yeah. so, I believe I've seen the oh, it must be nice to have someone who loves you know, and I'm like, oh, yeah. Corkle. So the other day, uh, the other day, Adam's Adam's dad posted a video or a picture of him and I guess his uh, wife or girlfriend, like ten or fifteen years together, whatever's the anniversary thing. And I was like, man, it must be nice because Adam said congrats, and I, I commented on Adam saying, must be nice to have a dad to congratulate on his anniversary with his, you know, lady of ten years or whatever, something like that. But yeah, I, think, I may have I just feel, yeah. It's, Pure it's, joy anytime I get a chance to bring that up and take the mood down a little bit. Oh, it's, it's, so, it's, so, it's so funny. Like, I remember my dad, I'll tell my wife, my, I remember my dad when he got divorced, like like a week later, me and my, me and my friend, we were 17. My dad comes in drunk and he's like, hey, want, watch this. And he orders my stepmom, who he just got divorced from, 37 pizzas in front of us. Just Again, to <laughs> I, I have to ask, McCorkle, are you working on your book, What Not to Do? Because <laughs> every week these are gems. These no, that are was gems. My, no, that was my dad who did that. I'm a corkle. No, <laughs> but I mean everything he's saying. All this, oh, yeah, you know, yeah, yeah. saying no. bringing the mood down, ruining your fucking dad's birthday and shit. Like <laughs> this is classic. What not to do, McCorkle? The funniest this... that my wife finds McCorkle the funniest. Like she listens to McCorkle's parts of the podcast. Like the the, the one where uh, Elias died and McCorkle's tribute was about Brennan Schaub sucking. Or like, yeah. like, like literally it was like. That's, like That's because you and I, Adam, are stupidly trying to do an MMA podcast. And McCorkle <laughs> is just trying to fuck. He's just trying to wreck shop. He's just yeah. wrecking shop. That's all. Like, I'm just listen all the time. I'm like, God damn it, McCorkle is the funniest one on this goddamn podcast. He's easily the funniest. Easily. Easily. Uh, so, by the way, uh, speaking of <laughs> MMA, 
Uh, Chael Sonnen is fighting Tito Ortiz again. Is uh, that real? I thought that was a joke. No, it's happening in, in March under uh, a new promotion. Uh, is it going to be uh, at sea? Is it going to be? <laughs> well, like, it's Bellator, so no. Is, is it going to be on a platform hovering just out of international laws, like about in the air, the stratosphere? What is that? Why would we do this? How would... Uh, it's, it's for the affliction belt. No, it it like legitimately uh, is happening for some for some reason. I mean, obviously, I'm sure Chael spends a lot of money on his legal fees. Cause, you know, he makes tons of money though. I mean, he had an elevator in his house fucking 20 years ago. Um, but uh, but yeah, it sounds, man, Bellator. How do they pick these fights? I it's feel not, like it's not Bellator though. They're fighting. Oh, I thought I thought McCorkle said it was Bellator. No. no, I just said because it won't be seen. Uh, they won't be advertisers seen. I was like, oh, it must be Bellator then. Oh, okay. I thought, a weak I thought joke. You... Sorry, sorry. Well, I rescind what I said about you being the funniest. No, what no. We, uh... <laughs> I blew it. I blew it. <laughs> it only takes one strike to lose the title. I... So what is this like? Yeah, I mean, what is this their own promotion? Did they just decide? Are they just renting a, a garage? Is it a storage uh, unit in Reseda that they're like we're putting on a show? I mean, but yeah, no, it's it's a, it's going to happen. But it's uh, I, I forgot the name of the promotion. It's like some type of weird uh, name that I like heard. Is and it in Back to the Future Four? <laughs> <laughs> the you know why to save is, the future? I yeah. absolutely love Tail, but one thing that kind of cracks me up about him is that he can turn any story into that he promised someone who was dying that he was going to do that before the, before they died, you know, or whatever. So, like, he was talking about a fight with Tito Ortiz when he does original one, and I don't remember who he said he promised, but it's like, I promised him on his deathbed I was going to beat Tito, you know, or whatever, and I was like, dude, you talked to, that's, you were talking about when you were in college, you, you uh, promised him that 25 years later you would beat Tito in an MMA match <laughs> in someone's last hours? Like, that's weird, you know, or whatever. Like, but, uh, so funny, dude. He is yeah. so funny. So yeah, so I think he just drives by hospitals and says stuff like that. Right, <laughs> he just drives outside. I promise I'll be Tito. So it's going to happen for Freedom Fight Night. Uh, that's the name of the organization. Freedom. Oh, sure. <laughs> Can you imagine when they were naming that company? They're like, should we go with Fascist Fight Night? Should we go with Communist? No, let's go Freedom. Freedom Fight Night. Whatever it is, it's not Socialism Fight Night. Right. But yeah. I, certainly. Not. Hopefully, it'll be Free Fight Night because I don't know who else. But but yeah. So it's Freedom Fight Night. <laughs> it'll uh, be Free Fight Night on my phone if Adam sends you the link. I'll tell you that. <laughs> yeah. Exactly. Not so that's it. happening. Also, they're saying that Nate Diaz is going to box Mayweather. Um, oh God! Well, that didn't take long. <laughs> that's a rumor. That's a rumor going out there. Uh, Nate Diaz. I mean, good for Nate Diaz. I hope he gets a hundred million dollars for that. Uh, yeah, I, I hope he gets what, five million of the hundred million he's promised because he still hasn't even paid Logan Paul. You've heard that, right? Yo, Logan yeah. Paul still doesn't have his money from boxing Mayweather. So, yeah, um, I don't know, you know how they're they do, gonna, this dude's amazed me. I don't know how he gets away with ripping people off for tens of millions of dollars, and then people just keep like signing up with him. Like, I, just the promise of it. Like, I don't, I don't get it, man. Like, it, mm, I wonder who else does that. Anyways. Mm. Uh, <laughs> The uh, the these fights, I you know when he said he was going to take on and and you know take over a new division, I realize now that he was talking about a division that doesn't exist. Right. Uh, yeah, yeah, if you just make up, you know, me versus Mayweather, you know, I'm gonna win the whatever division that we made this. You know, like are there even are they even gonna have a weigh in? Does it even matter? You know, 
Well, well, I told you that uh, on the undercard of um, Jake Paul versus uh, Anderson Silva, it's uh, Le'Veon Bell. Is that how you say it? Le'Veon? Yeah, Le'Veon. Yeah. Oh, Le'Veon Bell is fine. Uh, Uriah Hall. Uh, in a That's box. unbelievable that that can even get sanctioned to me, man. Is that on like an Indian reservation where they don't have to have sanctioning or whatever? Like, I don't, I can't believe you <laughs> think a, a guy with one amateur fight. Oh, wait, wait, are they boxing or fighting? Boxing. Oh, boxing. Okay, so it may be an amateur exhibition. Okay, I thought you meant the MMA fight. Still completely unfair, but um, yeah. Isn't he the one both... that, no, Adrian Peterson got knocked out by him? Was that yeah. what it was? Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. Well, he's got to be feeling himself. He's like, I mean, I'm ready to go again. <laughs> I know. Uh, let, so who is he fighting? Wait a minute. Who's he fighting? Uriah Hall. Uh-oh. He's yeah, an actual fighter. Yeah, yeah. that's crazy. Man. Yeah. That's going to be bad. Uriah Hall is going to knock him the fuck out. Yeah. I mean, yeah. he's been gun shy, but still, I, you know. You're right. I mean, we're talking like uh, he's a little bit like Tyron Woodley. Like he fights to the level of his competition. Like you could put Woodley in with a 12, like a 12 year old right now. And I'm not sure that Woodley would be able to pull out the victory because he only fights as well as whoever he's fighting. If he's fighting a world champion fighter, he can hang in there. If he's fighting Jake Paul, he can't throw a punch. Like I know I didn't believe those fights were set up, but I'll tell you what, the more I watch it and think about the, the improbability of Tyron Woodley losing to Jake Paul, like is twice as crazy to me, man. Like, like as good as, I don't know. I don't know. It looked fully and completely rigged. So uh, it, it, I don't know if you guys have watched uh, a new professional wrestling. I want to show you guys this clip. I'll set it up. We got to get a little tighter with professional as a descriptor. All right. So in wrestling, <laughs> uh, this is a new clip of the guy wrestling a dog. Um, I'll show you yes. guys. Oh, I'm sorry. No, you mean a professional wrestling dog. <laughs> here. So here, I'll show you guys what happened. So here's the, here's the dog. Oh my God. We've done it. We've <laughs> become, it, this is, Oh, and the dog doesn't even know where he's at. He's like, where are the treats? Where, look, the trainer has to get in the ring and be like, attack that guy. And then he falls oh down. <laughs> you know what? You are, you were, I was wrong. This is professional. <laughs> Pro professional grade shit. <laughs> This you is know, technically I noticed the dog manip. is looking to the crowd for his approval or whether he's pretending <laughs> that or not. I noticed the dog was looking around like, should I pin him? Should I not? I'm confused, man. Like, and here's the other thing. That guy getting beat by the dog was in very good shape. And I'm like, yeah. you can't have worked out that hard your whole life to do this. <laughs> Wouldn't you rather be a bouncer at a nightclub than put on a unitard and get beat by a dog? John, what are your thoughts about that, that clip? Uh, dude, I don't know. I wonder what they paid the dog because I've got I've got a few dogs here I'd put in with uh with that guy anytime they want him, man. That's uh I wonder if the dog will fight Jake Paul. That'll be his next opponent. Like, <laughs> oh my listen, I'm putting my money on that dog. The way they whip that other guy's ass. <laughs> Did you guys ever see the pro wrestling match where I think it was in Japan? Japanese guy reaches out and grabs the other pro wrestler's dick, and the pro wrestler is able to hurt his arm and put him in an arm lock just with his crotch. And like by yeah. flexing his crotch, he like it actually, and he's able to flip the guy with his dick. It's the greatest pro that wrestling. That guy got me too. I think there was that guy that was has like he was going around with his dick, like and that was his big thing, right? He had like the dick that like would make people like flip and all stuff. Turns out he was right. making a lot of girls grab his dick, I guess off stage or something. And <laughs> well, so that's your thing. Flipping that's your thing. I mean so he got in big trouble, that guy. By the oh, way, news flash just came across the screen. 
the trainer of that dog wrestler has been me tooed for grooming the dog. <laughs> That's a really good joke. God, I can't yeah, believe yeah. Greg beat uh, me to it. I'm actually <laughs> disappointed in myself. Ah, Pat Barry's very nervous right now. Pat Barry's next. Uh, so yeah, it's um. That's what's going on. Uh, so uh, this week in MMA news, uh, there's a UFC fight. Are you guys ex- excited about this fight? Yes. I don't even no, know I mean, what, which one uh, is it? It's Gra- Alexa Grasso versus Vivian Arujo. Um Finally. Oh, my <laughs> God. I li- Thank you for saying it for all of us, McCorkle. You know, I was just the other day. We were talking MMA with a friend, and I was like, you know who I want to see? Somebody Grasso versus Vivian can't pronounce. If we could get those two, oh, my God, what a night. Well, Alyssa Grasso has won, like, three fights in a row. She's actually, I guess the winner of this fight is going to fight Shevchenko next, um, who I thought was, like, I think Shevchenko, her last fight, I thought she kind of lost, or it was a draw. I thought she lost her last fight. No, I think she won the last one, but won like three right in a row before that, or two before that. But I think she won the last one. No, no, I'm saying, I thought Shevchenko lost her last fight. Shevchenko fought. That's what I'm talking about. Didn't she win her last? The the sister one. No, no, she got the one. She got the win, but it was very close. Like, I thought she Oh, okay. Oh, you're saying you thought in that fight she lost. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Okay, now I see what you're saying. So I I don't understand why she wouldn't get a rematch against that other girl. But yeah, so Viviana Rougeau, 11-3, Alexa Grasso. Cub Swanson is moving down to 135 for the first time in his career, uh, which is crazy because he's like 80. Uh, but he's fighting Jonathan Martinez. <laughs> I love the way those two factors are unrelated. <laughs> he's going down to 135, which is crazy because he just hit retirement age. So that kind uh, of way usually means you need to get your colon checked. I hope Cub wins. I love Cub. Great dude. Uh, Brandon Royval, who's a super good fighter. He's fighting Oscar, Oscar of, uh, who also a very tough guy. Jordan Wright, who's the Beverly Hills Ninja. We got to find a guy named William Williamson to fight Oscar Askarov. Magomed Magomedov or something. That's, that's Yeah, right. sure. Magomed Magomedov. One of those guys versus Askar Askarov. That'd be great. Alonzo sure Mendes. You guys didn't see it, uh, but on Shab's show the other day, um, he was saying that Curtis Blades, he was talking about him, and he was like, yeah, he cuts people up with his elbows. That's why his nickname is Blades. Um and he goes, plus, you know, it rhymes with his last name. And so, like, it was like, wait a minute, because it's, it's Curtis Razorblades, not Curtis Blades Blades. Uh, and man. so uh, people, man, I was cracking up because people making comments on YouTube video were like, yep, good old. I'm a big fan of good old Anderson, the Silva Silva. Like, they were like, <laughs> yeah, oh, yeah, yeah, different, yeah. different fighters whose names, if they were saying. But, yeah, he said, uh, yeah, his his middle name or his uh, his fight name is Blades because uh, he cuts everybody up. Why do you watch up. the show, though? Why do you watch that show? Dude, it, it's the most I, people say, suggested videos on YouTube. It'll be like, and it all like it'll be the shorts, the YouTube shorts. It'll be like, man, Brendan Shop is retarded, and then that'll be the title of the video. And of course, I got to click it, like see what it says. You know, of course or, you do. You're obligated. It'll be like. It'll be like there's no there's no way anyone is this stupid, and it will be like a picture of Brendan Schaub. Like, oh, I gotta watch that video. Like, and it's you're like I mean, YouTube knows me too well. I was gonna say the algorithm is they, the algorithm has noted your use of Schwab. Right. But aren't you <laughs> yeah, like, like, like Sean? Aren't you one of these women now? Like a woman who only likes 
like terrible guys. You're like, why does she keep going for that guy? He's terrible. Like, when right. you're Michelle, like, why do you keep like you, you know it's bad. You know it's it's not. I, if I'm being completely honest, I was trying to get a battle going with him the way someone would call out Conor McGregor to try to up their stock, like Jeremy Stevens or something. So I thought I was going to start a podcast. This is like two years ago. So I thought if I start trashing Shab, he's dumb enough to say something back, and then I'll completely light him up and steal his four hundred thousand followers although probably three hundred thousand of them are bought um but he won't do it and he even went so far as to ask matt mitrione to make peace between us because i just trash him all the time and he goes yeah he goes pretty hard on me i don't ever say anything back and uh matt's like yeah i wouldn't recommend it he's like i wouldn't recommend saying anything back just keep taking it um you know or whatever say because if, if you do he'll really go like nuclear on you yeah. embarrass you real bad but uh, i love it those are prison rules right there yeah, yeah. then it just, just take funny. it it'll get worse what's up people Football is back, and Bet Online remains your number one source for all your football betting needs this season. You always find the latest football odds, team matchup info, player news, and game trends at Bet Online. And as your continued source for all sports wagering information, Bet Online features live betting, free contests, and live scores and giveaways all season long. Always the fastest and easiest way to bet on your favorite sports and events. Bet. Major League Baseball, MMA, tennis, boxing, even golf. Head to betonline.ag to join and receive your 50% welcome bonus with your first deposit. Make sure to use the promo code CLNS50 to receive your rewards. Bet online, where the game starts. He throws his little stuff in like he was on uh, Rogan's podcast. Somebody sent me the clip where Rogan was saying how funny I was. And he was like, yeah, yeah, funny guys. He's still alive or what? Like, right. uh, like, yeah, yeah, like yeah. shop and he, he tried to sound a podcast. So what is he, an Uber driver now? You know, or whatever, like always, he always tries to throw a little, little like shots in at me here and there if my yeah. name comes up. So, um, yeah, he, uh, plus we were at uh, that, um, actually the, I think you were there too, that audition, Adam, and he was running his mouth. That's when I really started having a problem with him when he ran, said something at that audition for that show we were both at. Um, and then, uh, I was, I asked him if he had a problem with our something to say and stood up and walked over and he started, just kept looking at his Gucci boots, like staring at him down didn't have anything else to say you know or whatever because he was trying to talk shit about me while i was trying to concentrate reading for this thing you know or whatever so but uh yeah he just uh he sucks but anyway it's fun i, I don't I know can't, like somebody like if i watch like a comic i don't know about you greg but I, like when i watch a comic and, I, and people are laughing and the comic's terrible i get depressed you know like i i, I get mad at like i'm like this is what you guys this is what you <laughs> <laughs> yeah this is what you want this is what, yeah. this is what you guys find funny uh i'm not like totally depressed but i'm like i, I just can't watch it I, I i tune out maybe i'll try to think of why the people are laughing like okay what it what exactly about it i'll try to dissect it or break it down but i yeah. just you know dude i saw yeah. i don't know you guys know what kill tony is i guess right i guess yeah, it's yeah, some yeah. kind of sure i don't i'm not sure what it is like some kind of comedy show or something but they had a guy there the other day that his whole 60 second or minute and a half set was he just went up there and stared and didn't say anything like to the audience. He just sat there and stared with a microphone in and he was kind of a strange looking guy. Like, I mean, not, not crazy looking, just a little bit weird looking. And they laughed and howled for 90 seconds straight at him not saying anything. And then he put the microphone up and walked off. And, um, I was, uh, yeah, I was blown away. So I commented, it's still funnier than anything Shab ever said. 
you know, everybody coming in, but, which everybody loved. But uh, yeah, I don't so, something like that. I mean, I guess it could kind of be funny, but I doubt he's touring the country with that act. Where you just oh, no, no, no yeah, that works for one minute. You know, that's yeah. the exact right. And it's alternative. You know, anytime you do something that they just haven't seen because they've seen everything, they're going to be excited mm -hmm. by. It. And also, comedians laugh at what's not funny and don't laugh at what is funny. Because there's like this built-in jealousy factor when somebody's actually hitting something good. And then when they're doing something that they're like, oh, I don't have to worry about this ever. Like you said, you can't tour the country with that. They don't right. have to worry about that guy taking their job. So they can howl away. Because yeah, it's, that's what the, the comedians did the funniest of all yeah. of them. Yeah, and I was like, I don't get it. Like, I, I mean, I... I mean, I kind of get it, but I don't, I don't know. Like, yeah, just, no, it, it's really based in whether or not it's something they should be jealous of. It's not. So they'll just howl away at it. Cause they, you know, they can build that up cause it's crap. You know, right. if it's uh, something good, they don't want to build up anything. That's actually pretty good because that might make them better than them or bigger than them. Right. I mean, to me, it's like, I'm like, sometimes like, what's the funniest is like when it's in the, obviously like in the moment, like material's great. There was, I did remember I did a, I was living in New York 20, 22 years ago. I did a, a gospel comedy show on Easter Sunday. And it was me, Bill Burr, <laughs> uh, Rip Michaels. Uh, it was at B.B. King's. And remember, B.B. King's had a restaurant in New York. Yep, yep. yep I remember. And, and there was, a, I think, I, think who, I forgot who it was, maybe an Earthquake or something. Anyway, there was this woman that, that went up there and sang, like, Swing low, this old black woman, sweet chariot, you know, the whole swing, you know. Sure. Carry me home. And she was terrible. But like that, like she was a really bad singer. But it was a black audience, and they no one was, you know, they were respectful enough. But it was, it was, she was not a good singer. So I know the most black audiences are very respectful. In it was like it was Easter Sunday, theater. like noon or something. Dude, the comic goes up there. And I, I, I will say, if an evening at the Apollo is to be uh, uh, considered truthful, uh, yeah, that's yep. So the whole thing of like, you know, carry me home. So the guy goes up there and he goes, the, the host is like, somebody carry her home. Like, get her out of here. Nice. <laughs> he goes, please. Get, get, get. And the fucking place erupted. I mean, people were like on the floor laughing. Like on, like, like anyway. Uh, anyway, Alonzo Menafield is fighting Misha Serkinov. That should be a mm. good fight. That Next should be a good fight. Um, and then uh, that's Menafield Nick needs to do that thing where like all the rest of his skills need to develop, you know. I mean, the power's there, he's 12 and three, but he tends to lose when he's up against a better, more well rounded fighter, yeah. You know, do you think Serkinov is that well rounded fighter? I mean, he I might think they're be. They're both fucking monsters. I think whoever lands the bigger punch is gonna win this fight. Then um, it should be Menafield if it uh, comes down to that, it should be Menafield. And then Nick Maximov, who's uh, who's Nate Diaz's buddy, he's a he's the guy that like. The guy from Full Send, the reporters, or something about him, and then Nick slapped, right. him, slapped him in the face. Uh, oh, right, 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 right. Yeah. And this guy's a good wrestler, solid guy. He got caught his last fight, but you know he's fighting uh, Jacob Malcoon. That should be a good fight. And then Sam Hughes, who's a little cutie, came to my show. She was a college track star. She's fighting Pierre Rodriguez. Uh, and then Mike Jackson's fighting. Remember Mike Jackson, the guy that fought CM Punk? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> he's fighting Pete Rodriguez. So th that's all going to be uh, this. But basically, the ne the week after in Abu Dhabi, Oliveira, Islam, and I changed my 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 mind. I think Islam wins this fight uh, based on I just don't know, man. I mean, I just think he's got it. I think I think he's I think he got caught, but I, I think he beats Oliveira. Sean, 
Man, I was I was going with Oliver because uh, he just keeps surprising me, just keeps getting better and better, it seems like. But uh, some of those Dagestani guys, man, they have a way of making really awesome fighters look very ordinary, you know. So um, I would probably still say Oliveira, but um, God, if I it's hard to bet it's hard to bet against one of them Dagestani guys, like especially what is he twenty and zero or twenty one and one something like 22 that. Twenty two and one. Yeah, yeah. As only lost, he, he like got caught coming in. He got caught with a big punch. Uh, yeah, that was like six fights ago. Uh, Aljamain Sterling. I wait a minute. I, Greg, Greg, sorry. I 100 agree with McCorkle. It's tough because every time I bet against Oliveira, he proves me wrong. He goes right. every time. I'm like, this is the one he loses, and he goes out there and beats him every single time. But this guy is a different. And you're right; these guys do the same thing every time. They take you down, and the second they get your legs, uh, you know, caught in their legs. That's it. You can't move your legs. You can't get out. And then that's it. The fight's well, over. You know, the fight's the basically thing over. Is, is that Oliver has been hurt a lot. He got hurt a lot of his fights, even against Chandler. He like he you know, he gets hurt, comes back against Poirier, he got hurt. Islam doesn't get hurt. He doesn't take any damage. No, nothing. So, you know, it's one of those things where it's like you can make mistakes, but you can't make a mistake. And, and McCorkle, what is that move called? When you sweep your legs so that you, their legs are caught under your legs, but you you have your legs crossed under theirs, like you're on top yeah. of them, but you, yeah, it's not full mount. It's something that uh, I know. I first noticed um, Khabib doing it with guys. Yes. Get him, yeah, he kind of it's, uh, it's and not, he neutralizes them completely with it. Yeah, yeah. He get. I don't. I don't. Madam might even know what they what it's called. I think it's a wrestling move. But uh, the whole getting their legs crossed. It's crazy how good Khabib and some of them guys are at it because if their legs are not crossed, they can actually push back and you know regard or whatever. But once right. you get crossed and locked, there's um, guys really struggle with that. Man, it's. Um, there's, there's a couple things could be does that. Back in wrestling, they were called it was called double double grapevine, but I don't know what it's called in jiu-jitsu. Yeah, um, it because uh, it, uh, it doesn't look like a grapevine because your legs are under theirs crossed yeah, yeah. as well. So it's maybe that's what it's called. Is it the double? But I mean, this guy Makash, whatever you know, Islam, he he does it exactly the same as Khabib does it. Yeah, it's the exact same move, and the second those legs get crossed. You're neutralized. You're just yeah. you're just under him now, and he's just taking his time working you. I mean, if the second I see that happen, if there's three minutes left in that round or more, oh, the fight's over. The fight's yeah. over. Uh, yeah. back, uh, back in wrestling, they used to call that also. If you had a guy, if you have a guy at pin, they call it Saturday Night Ride. That was the which is like pretty <laughs> sexy. It's pretty gay. Right. Pretty gay. Yeah, um, dude. Th th there were times there was. I used to go when I wrestled. In Maine at, at prep school, I used to come home to Oceanside and wrestle with the, like local high school for extra practices during vacations and stuff. And there was just the difference, like you saw the difference between a public school and like they, the guy would teach you to check the guy's oil, which is like to take your yeah. finger, right, put it up the guy's put it in ass. the ass, yeah. Right. And then, I mean, that was like legitimately like he like taught taught us that. I'm like, yeah, so I'm you like, were supposed to do it with your thumb because I, yeah, yeah. I, I was no, doing I was doing it like this and then no, making you, a you, fist. Put your thumb. Was I not supposed to make the fist? No thumb. Because I went, I went like this, and then, and then I who thought that's what. Who did you do it to? So uh, the guy th that deserved it. <laughs> <laughs> Greg, Greg didn't tell you he went to Catholic school, and that's how they teach it there. Exactly. So. <laughs> so then they taught us how the guy taught us how to choke a guy out with a, a head and arm, and so you I just shake him like he's still like not, and then to get the pin. And then the guy's laying there flat. Like <laughs> so he mixed in a little Krav Maga. <laughs> Jiu-Jitsu. I you want to oil check him, then poke his eyes out. Have you checked to see if the kids you're having trouble with on your wrestling team is a former like wrestler of his? 
because he may have just come from that coach that you <laughs> that you're yeah. talking about. And, came, and it was like, school. and it was fucking some kid's mom, my friend's mom on the team. She was divorced, but like, Hot. she was still like, yeah. <laughs> anyway, yeah. Uh, so Aljamain Sterling, Dillashaw. What a good one. Woo! This, this is a great card. You know, I complain about these cards quite a bit, about them not like, really being like, worth every This This is a top-heavy good card. Yes. Uh, I like Aljamain in this one. I think, I think he's feeling himself. I think he likes being champion. I think he didn't know he could beat Peter Jan, I think, in the back of his head after that first fight. Could I, yeah. beat, could I beat him? And now he proved himself he really can beat him, and he did beat mm -hmm. him. Mm -hmm. Um so I, I I think he's on a different level. Dillashaw though is an animal, man, and and he's been laying low. You've heard nothing from him. You heard he almost, he almost like <laughs> is that a good thing? Sometimes <laughs> that is a good thing. Sometimes when a guy has no pressure on him, and, and you hear nothing from him, it's easy to lay low. Also, when you're on a two year suspension for steroids, so that's <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. It sounds like you sounds like you haven't been fighting. That's what that sounds like. Right. So I don't know. Sean, what are you saying? I'd say, uh, man, I, I don't know. I, um, I'd like to see Dillashaw win, but I, guys are never the same. I don't think when they usually when guys pop because he was EPO. I think he got caught with, which yeah. is, you know, allegedly doubles your triples your cardio just on its own. Um, I wish I trust. I wish I wasn't afraid of it back in the day. I could have fought a full round then without gassing out. Uh, probably if I would have taken it. But uh, yeah, without it's usually when guys get caught with that and then they can't. Um, you know what I mean? They can't have that advantage anymore. I think it messes with them mentally as much as physically. So I would go Al Jermaine on this one. I think, uh, I don't think, I don't think Dillashaw shall ever be the same again, man. Like, and not just because he can't take it, but it really does throw you. Uh, I mean, you saw what happened to Overeem when he couldn't take every steroid known to man too, not just to his body, but his fighting went to hell, which you saw he won, right? His kickboxing match the other night. Yeah. He beat Botter. Yeah. It's That's weird. He was real big and muscular again. It's crazy. It's almost like, it's almost <laughs> like mm. a horse meat mm. back in his diet. Uh, Greg, I love it. Listen, I think uh, Al Jermaine is you know, everything you said. I agree with. I don't think TJ's been fighting up. He's one of those guys. Like his record is is eighteen and four, and it seems like he's one of those guys that it's like thirty three and six. You know, like it seems right. like he's had a lot more fights than that. You know, and I guess it's because of the suspensions and because of the time off, and yeah, not fighting. I don't think is a benefit. I think it's a you know you get rusty, you get ring. I don't know. I don't like it. I think I think Aljamain wins it. I think he wins it pretty handily. And then O'Malley versus Jan. This is like another great fight. O'Malley has that uh, star potential, star power. I mean, all those young kids—they worship this guy. All anybody who aged like eleven to seventeen, like he's just their guy. He speaks for that that skateboard kid. Maybe he's there. They twenty five, twenty six. <laughs> Just that like counterculture dude that like smokes weed and does twitch and doesn't give a fuck and does everything kind of the wrong way and you know and is an open. I mean, he's a bad boy. Him and his wife have threesomes and just the whole fucking thing, right? He's just he's that guy. Uh, Peter Jan's a guy. I think he's from is he from he's from Russia? I don't know what part. Yeah. It's a guy that you know. He's he's solid. I mean, he's a fucking solid dude. Uh, even in the fight against Aljamain, some people thought he 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 actually won that fight. Uh, the, the last one. Yeah. Oh, so, I don't know about this one. It was a hell of a fight. I I can't I can't believe they're giving O'Malley on this early because they they were kind of milking it, like bring him along slowly and keep it building him, you know. But uh, I the UFC really likes I think to get you beat just every now and then to remind you where your place is. 
like you know what I mean that anybody can be beat because it's uh it always seems like as they start building I know I probably told you guys that story before but uh Roger Huerta back in the day yeah he's a good looking kid on the cover Sports Illustrated they uh, made a deal his I know this because we have the same agent and maybe the my agent told me this but uh, they had pretty much told Huerta hey we're going to build you slow we're going to give you guys you'll beat we're going to you know use you to go into the uh, you know Latin American market. And then after he was 4-0, having beat four guys that were all their first fight in the UFC that were perfect matchups for him, he was like, I'm tired of people saying I haven't fought anybody. I want to fight somebody good. And then Joe Silva was like, are you sure about that? You want to fight somebody good, you know, or whatever? And he made him mad, and they put him in with somebody that whipped his ass. I can't remember who it was, but it was. Now, um, do you think O'Malley, because he's got – allegedly this is his last fight on his contract, and he's, he's, he may be coming back and being like, I want, you know, $5 million a fight or something. Oh, crazy yeah, that makes way more sense if it's his last fight. Yeah, the, right. They wanted to put a loss on him. Yeah, that's that they're like, and do you think like you know what? If it's kind of the thing where if he wins, maybe he's worth it, uh, and if he loses, now he, his bargaining power goes down. Do you think that might be the case, dude? I'll tell you. No one rat out all my agent secrets either, but uh, he told me when I was fighting with UFC, he said you're going to be far better. He said, uh, you have a four-fight contract. They're going to renegotiate after the third fight if you're still with them. You're better off to lose your first or second and win your third than to win your first two and lose your third because coming off a loss, they'll always lower, offer you something lower. You know, For whatever reason, they feel like that gives them leverage. I don't think it matters as much anymore because uh, I mean, guys like Nate Diaz have lost 13 times, you know, and he's still uh, – O'Malley's yeah. going to be popular regardless. But I bet he didn't want to – he wanted to check his open market value, and I guarantee the UFC was like, okay, well, you want to check your open market value – uh, let's go ahead and give you the the worst matchup, best fighter we can find. You know, so. But it might blow up in their face if, like, he wins. Right. Yeah. I think it does blow way, up yeah. in their face. Yeah. I think it absolutely because Peter Yan, he's an amazing fighter, tough as nails. He's five seven. The other guy's five eleven, and we've seen what happens when they have to face these rangier, longer guys like John Jones yeah. and stuff that can just they can just keep you at distance. You can't get to him now. Yan is an incredible grappler, and that's what he's going to have to do. He's going to have to. But again, someone that long can get away from you, can stay away from you, and keep you at distance. I I, I don't know. There's I I could I can see Peter Yan to be should win, but I could see O'Malley winning. I almost feel like if it was a five-round fight, it would favor Jan, maybe? Jan, for sure. I think a five-rounder uh, would favor Jan. A three-rounder three probably fight. O'Malley. But I don't I don't know. I mean, I'm, I'm curious because you're right. They kept him away from wrestlers. Jan isn't right. a, isn't a, 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 a traditional wrestler, but he can wrestle. I mean, right. I mean, he wrestled the fuck out of Aljamain in that first fight. Yep. Great wrestler. Uh, so. Do you know what the betting odds are? I'm afraid to look because if I look, I'll start gambling again. So and I haven't for months. So do you know what the odds say there? Right, right Hold on. Uh, uh, Jan is minus 305 and O'Malley is plus 255 right now. All right. Wow. So they really, yeah, they really think Jan's going to win. They too. really think Jan's going to take him down and bully him. But I, I think O'Malley might, I think he might be able to keep him a distance and make him pay. But I don't you think, know, Greg, I, yeah. Something Greg said that's really true, and a lot of guys don't realize this. The, uh, one of John Jones, I guess I'm not telling you anything you don't know. John Jones has unbelievable reach for a guy that's 6'4". Like his, his reach is something like four inches longer than mine. And I'm 6'6", six, 6'7", six, six, you know. But um, the guys that know how to use that length and that range, if they that's what boxers are so good at it when you box with pro boxers is that distance and range. But if O'Malley can use it, like, you know, Greg said, if he learns to use that length to be that height, and that long of that weight, guys like that are hard to beat, man. Like if the ones that really are able to, you know, stuff takedowns and keep guys at range, man, because you can, uh, you can throw a punch and be a half an inch off, and a pro boxer can hit you when you feel like he's three feet away. You know, it's crazy how 
well they uh, control that but that's uh yeah that's uh i mean it's crazy yeah, like like imagine o'malley pulls like a spinning wheel kick within three seconds and knocks him out right. he would he, it'll he'll be the ufc he'll be the number one guy in the right. like it will just he will catapult so fast but if he gets knocked the fuck out like if you know because jan's got a chin too um, so yeah, I'm this, I'm curious. I'm this one. I'm actually, I'm really curious. And I'm, uh, I don't know where I'm going to be in this card. I, 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 the reason I think Jan probably ultimately will win is because O'Malley is the kind of guy who will make a mistake. Oh yeah. He's yeah. the kind of guy who, and against Jan, you only got to make one. But I'm telling you, I watched some train about three years ago. I went down to, uh, he was at the lab in, uh, Arizona. He spar, I watched him spar. Exactly like he fights, hands down, chin up. Like it's, oh, he's a hard guy to deal with because you just don't get that many guys that can do what he does. Yeah, you, you can't throw in a, a guys that do like fucking three sixty wheel kicks off with their with their hands down. It's just it's hard to find guys like that. <laughs> almost and Peter Jan's a pretty traditional fighter. You could find traditional. You could find Peter Jan's in your in your gym or guys that can emulate Peter Jan. Obviously not as good as Peter Jan. It's hard to find the Wonder Boys, the Machitas, the O'Malley's, uh, the MVPs, the, the you know those those guys. It's hard to find those guys because yeah. you just can't you know. Uh, yeah, you gotta find someone hard. very long and rangy that can that can you know that you can learn to fight against that distance. And that I'm sure he's gotten somebody that's uh, long in there, uh, even if the saying? weight wasn't right. Sean, what are you saying? Oh, uh, just saying. Yeah, I, I would like to see him. I don't know that it'll happen, but I would like to see him get a rematch against the Cheeto Vera guy because I really think he beats him uh, in a rematch. I think he was genuinely hurt, you know, when he, whatever he did. Oh, yeah. Even though, I mean, it's still a lot. Loss is a loss. He got hurt during the fight. But, uh, yeah, that's one. Uh, not surprised if it's his last fight that they're making, not making that. But I thought they would, uh, if he was under contract, I'm sure they would make that one at some point to erase that loss on his record because uh, I think he's the far better fight. I just don't think Cheeto Vera is very good, man. I, I don't know. Maybe I'm crazy. Come on, really? Every time I watch him fight, I'm like, I cannot believe this guy's winning. Like, I, I don't know. I just, I just. I, I'm with I you know. too, but, but, you know, I'm that way about Charles Oliveira. So, you know, and it's right. like, yeah. he proves me wrong <laughs> every time. And I'm like, I guess I'm wrong. Dude, Dude I was the same I'm way wrong. about uh, Volkanowski, the uh, whatever, the hundred and, what is he, 135 pound champ? I bet against him. Yeah, eight yeah, times Volk in a row. Oh, like, absolutely. Yeah. He's another I was like, guy. This that guy like, is not any good. I can't believe he won again. This guy sucks, and he just kept beating everybody. I was like, Dude, Sam Alvey. Sam Alvey before he lost eight in a row, beat yeah. a lot of good guys. That I was like, how is this happening? Uh, because you he, cannot bring Sam Alvey into this conversation. Yes, I can. Dude. <laughs> he no, no, yes, no, no, yes. because he doesn't prove us wrong. He proves us right no, every episode. <laughs> Hold on, I will tell you, smiling Sam, the guys he beat. He's got a record of thirty-three and eighteen. I want you to start from the most recent and work your no, way back one no, at a time. No, because no, he lost eight in a row. So I'm not. Thank you. Me. But he beat Gian. <laughs> he beat Rashad Evans. He beat Nate Marquardt. He beat Gian Vellante. He beat Alex Nicholson. He beat Kevin Casey. Uh, he beat Daniel Kelly. I mean, he beat Gerald Mearshart. I mean, th these oh, are hey. these are good guys. He's not. You right. name two dudes that I gave a shit about. Uh, come on. I mean, that's those are good guys. Those Rashad Evans. I mean, yeah, Rashad was past his prime, but still. Has, Evans. has he lost eight in a row in the UFC, or has he come back? Yeah, he lost eight in a row. One, two. Three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine in a row. 
in the dude. UFC. I okay. There's got to be an explanation because I lost two in a row and I was out. Like they were done. Like don't and won six in a row after that. They're like nope, not interested in bringing you back. Like whatever. But I, but I've won six in a row all the first round. Like nope, not interested. But well, he was like a booty the, call. Uh, he was like a booty call where like you needed someone to fight on like three days notice. Like you right, know, and that yeah. was the thing. He also you know again he just strangely became kind of a name. You know, smiling Sam Alvey. Like people. And name value becomes worth something to them. If it's a bunch of no names versus this guy we've at least heard of, they're going to throw the guy they've heard of. In there. Like, we need someone to lose on four days' notice. Who can we get? <laughs> Smiling <laughs> Sam. Smiling Sam's available. But his TikTok's amazing, by the way. Which I don't know. He has six kids, so I don't know why he's doing TikToks all day. Uh, but he has. He's good on TikTok. If you I think you just him. explained why he's doing TikTok all day. <laughs> He adopted like three of them, uh, Alvi. Uh, he's, he's a good dude, man. A good Man, dude. I had a great joke, and I'm not going to say it. I'll tell you guys. Oh, right. <laughs> listen, if you, oh, my God. His wife oh was. Oh, my a, God. Yeah. What, I cannot wait. Can we just end the podcast now so <laughs> I can hear this joke? Because if it's joke. something that he will not say on the podcast, yeah, on, this has got to be what? an all-time low. So What's I just. Yeah, can we cut it? We'll cut it out if it's that bad. How about that? Yeah, cut it out if it's really bad. But when it was along the lines of when Abba said he had six kids, I was going to say he, he would have had 14, but he lost eight in a row. Like his wife. Oh, that's, oh, that's, oh, oh, that's a good joke. That's a good joke. He would laugh at that. Oh, he would laugh unless she miscarried. Unless she's had miscarriages, no, then he probably wouldn't laugh about it. I don't so. think she's having any miscarriages if she has six kids. Uh, by the way, his, his wife was on Top Model, also a redhead, but what's his coach? So I don't know if that's the best coach you want to get. I know Henderson also <laughs> was his coach, but he also – Wait, he was what does her have being redheaded have to do with not being a good Wait, coach? Did they have, they have a redheaded <laughs> coach? Is that what you're no, saying? No, I'm just saying no. He His wife had red hair, was on America's Next Top Model, like plays like four, like beautiful, but was also his coach for some reason. But I don't really, – I, like I guess she was a good coach. He was winning with her in the corner. Uh, but yeah, that was, that was one of his coaches was uh, hot. Gosh, now you guys got me regretting that I hadn't made that joke. Oh, well, no, it's a good joke. It was, it's I, a good joke. It was a funny joke unless she lost eight in a row. That was great. That's what I'm, yeah, I was going to say, yeah, she should have 14, but she lost had eight miscarriages in a row. Seen, like, and then, uh, dude, there's a whole slew of like female, pretty comedians on TV. Yeah. And every joke is like abortion, abortion. I'm a whore. Abortion, like miscarry. Uh, like, oh my god, it's like uh, it's a go to. Uh, anyway, so Tyron Woodley uh, uh, praises Anderson Silva, but warns anybody underestimating Jake Paul. He's got knockout power. But yeah, I mean, I, he, he, anybody he would know it's Tyron Woodley. <laughs> yes, <laughs> and that power is the power of the pen to write a check. <laughs> For a million dollars. I hate to tell you guys this, but I I have a premonition. I think Anderson Silva is going to get knocked out, man. Like, I Uh, really do. Fake or real, I think he's going to lose. And it's going to – if he beats Anderson Silva, I'm telling you, man, it's – I'm going to be on Greg's team on that. Thank you. Well, get ready. Get ready. Get ready (laughs) for a smiling Anderson Silva standing from the mat, coming – standing up from the mat like, did I get knocked out? Are my kids all going to college? Great. Yeah. So, it, uh, uh, so they said. It. So Daniel Cormier last week was in WWE Raw. Uh, he was a referee uh, for the Matt Riddle match. Um, <laughs> <laughs> of course. That, uh, the, I, that whole noticed. sentence. 
That, it's like you're speaking a different language right now. Was that was that Spanish? Was that French? What was that? Uh, <laughs> um, so yeah, so that 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 really happened. Um, and then I wonder uh, if he was as bad as his job as a WWE ref as he is commentating. Like that was like I don't know, like which one? Like because you know, like WWE refs, is there anyone worse at their job? They miss everything, man. Like they, if you think about it, like they're constantly being fooled by the same things. Over somebody points to something in the crowd, they turn, they throw a salt in someone's eyes there's a cloud of dust and the ref has no idea what's going on like wait what like, but the what best happened? was you remember remember the one i think i was like nine when it came out or eight and the ref was like horrible and then it turned out that his twin brother was uh was was like held captive like the yeah. ref the guy <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> uh Oh God, I know who it was too. Uh, was it I had Hefner? Is that, that that the one where like the ref would have been good, but it wasn't really him. It was his twin brother, and the real ref was tied up. Right. Like like I'm like. <laughs> oh my God, that's a hell of a story. That's unreal. Vince McMahon is a genius, man. That dude, I I still can't get over. I couldn't believe when Adam showed me the. I think he talked about it here when uh, the big boss man took uh the big shows of dad for a ride, like his coffin for a ride at his funeral, like dragging it around or whatever. I couldn't believe I had never seen that. I was like, I cannot believe I've never seen this clip. Like it, uh, it, it's a WWE Vince McMahon is so awesome, man. Like he is, he's amazing. And Listen, that- I'll give them points for, I'll give them style points. That's all. Yeah. Incredible <laughs> style points. Dude, they have like, it just, let's not pretend it's legitimate sports. Dude, my, dude, my That's my point. My, dude, my TikTok is all like '80s wrestlers gone wrong or something, or like it's all like the worst part of. Dude, there was a guy they had that like characters that never made it. It was like after 9/11, some they had some guy that was like basically like the terrorist was his was his gimmick, and he came out with like five guys. <laughs> there was a comedian that used to do that. <laughs> it was like you know, like five guys with like with like bags on their head that came out and like beheaded people it was like his finishing move. Oh, oh yeah. my like, god! <laughs> oh my god! See, and, times change, guys. You know, I mean? but, but back then, and then it happened like the, like literally the minute that like remember like there was a explosion in, in London like it was a huge terrorist attack. It was like. That happened like while the guy was in the ring doing that. Right. Like, it was like the worst <laughs> fucking timing. Like, God well, me. I'm not gonna say he had it coming, <laughs> but he had it coming. Dude, Did you guys ever see where Matt Riddle? Matt Riddle apparently made Bill Goldberg mad somehow. And uh, Bill Goldberg, they someone filmed it backstage oh, yeah. legitimately, and he was like, "Yeah, we need to have a talk later." Matt Riddle's like, "Okay," like yeah. that, and he's like, "And and Goldberg thinks he's intimidating him." And Riddle, like, isn't afraid at all. Like, none. Riddle would whip Bill Goldberg's ass in a real fight. And he's like, yeah, we're going to have a talk. He keeps saying, all right, just let me know when, dude. Like, you know, or whatever. Like, you can tell, like, it doesn't. Uh, I've ran into Bill Goldberg. I actually met Bill Goldberg a couple different times. One time in an elevator. And he said, sorry, man, no pictures tonight. Like, I didn't ask him for a picture. I didn't want a picture. I didn't even. I saw I was like, oh, it's Bill Goldberg. I didn't say anything. And it was me and one of my friends. He goes, hey, sorry, no pictures tonight, guys. And I was like, oh, cool. You not have your camera with you? Like. If, like he wanted one with me, you know, oh and then God. the other the other time was at affliction, the very first affliction show. I uh, I don't remember who it was. Somebody was trying to let me in the VIP thing. I'm standing there and Bill Goldberg is walking through, cutting the line from everybody trying to go up in front. And, uh, at, you know, at the, ta- at the time, his tagline was who's next or you're next. He would say it all the time or whatever, you know. And uh, 
So he comes up, he's like, excuse me, big guy or whatever. I said, no, nah, man, I'm good. Like I wouldn't like let him cut me or whatever. He goes, well, I got to get in here. I said, oh, I didn't realize that you're next. Like said it like <laughs> to him or whatever. And he goes, yeah, yeah, I got to get in. And I was like, you know, you're Bill Goldberg though. Like you get it? And he was like, uh, yeah, cool. Like he had no idea what I was. Like he had no idea what I was talking about, but I thought it was. Uh, uh, I, how many times has, does McCorkle had to explain that he's oh, joking? Yeah. Of course, and I don't think it's not. And it's not that it isn't that you're funny or what you're saying isn't obviously a joke. It's you're a giant dude, uh, and yeah. people are like, "Is he kidding? I please let him be joking because he at can my, actually at my do wedding, this." I did at my wedding. Fucking Scott so, Bale walked by and he goes, "Sorry, Chachi, you didn't know you were in charge." Or something. And then no, like, oh, God. <laughs> no. I was arguing with my girlfriend and he looked concerned. I said, "Charles, can you help us out a little bit?" And he had no idea what it meant. Like he looked at me like, "What?" I was like, "You know, because you're never mind." But uh, yeah, it was uh, classic. That, <laughs> that stopped the argument. Uh, yeah, on the spot when she did that. But that Mario was, Lopez uh, is like that. Mario Lopez. Everyone's at, at, like when I used to go to um, Wild Card. Everyone's like, whatever you do, don't spar on Mario Lopez because he like he'll try to knock you out, and he's a good boxer, a really good boxer. So I'm like, huh. so, and and he go people, he goes to the people, and they're like on their first date, he's like, hey man, you want to spar? And people are like, oh shit, Mario Lopez. And then he'll go a little harder, and then try to like, so Freddie Roach is like, don't spar that guy. And I was like, as I'm signing up, right? So of uh, course he goes, to me. he goes, hey man, uh, you want you want to spar? And I was like, nah, I'm, I'm all right. Uh, I just started boxing. I was like, I'll wrestle you, right? Uh, if you want to wrestle. And then he's like, oh, yeah? Were you any good? And I was like, well, I, I, I won states in high school. He's like, oh, what state? I went, oh, I won New England. He goes, New England's not a state. Like, I'm like, I know, you're right. New England's not a state. But I, I had, and I'm explaining that. Like, so he goes, yeah, you know, I was, I was a wrestler too. I go, yeah, I remember when, uh, when Zach beat the girl. The girl right. Beat Zach, and then, <laughs> oh, my God. He goes, what? I go, you remember you beat Zach, uh, the girl beat Zach, and then you had to wrestle the girl, and it was embarrassing, and there was like a big dance off. <laughs> he just fucking <laughs> walked away so confused. <laughs> oh, that's crazy. I uh, I said to Tommy Lee at, uh, I think it was UFC 199, I want to say. Tommy Lee was in the VIP backstage area. And I said, dude, I've got to tell you, I'm a huge fan. I, the, your performance in The Fugitive was amazing. And he was just like, sweet, dude. Like, had no idea what I'm talking about. Like, he's like, you know, Tommy Lee Jones, you know, or whatever. Like, uh, yeah, he was, uh, he's just like, sweet, dude, cool. Like, sitting there, I was like, he doesn't have even, he didn't get it at all. Like, dude, no, no, no. It, it just crossed through his mind. He's like, I'm not spending time on this. He, <laughs> does, he doesn't have tits. Dude, I right. remember when, like, uh, when Ro it was, I used to go wild card back when Rogan was going to fight Wesley Snipes. Remember that was going to happen? Yeah. Supposedly. Shit about each other. So I asked Freddie who who would win because he held the, the pads for Wesley Snipes. And Freddie was like, Rogan is going to kill him. Wesley's not very good. And then Mario was like, tell Rogan I want the winner. Uh, <laughs> I'm like, I, I could have been like the biggest promoter. Uh, who do you think would have won in, 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 a, in a fight? Uh, Lopez or Rogan? Uh, how big is Lopez? I don't know how big he is. Like 170. How is tall? He he's, he's probably 5'9". Uh, Rogan's what? Oh, he's six that. inches taller than Joe. So I'm just teasing. No, no. But, uh, uh, yeah. <laughs> I mean, Mario I would. Ha I would. Are we talking about Rogan? Are we talking about a boxing match or an MMA match? An MMA, an MMA match. Then Rogan. Yeah, I mean, well, Mario's got the wrestling and he's got the boxing, and Rogan's got jujitsu and the Muay Thai and the kickboxing. So it's probably pretty. I mean, it's actually not a. It's a pretty decent fight, I think. Uh, I don't know. Uh, my first suggestion would be Rogan all the way, but but Mario spars like 
like five days a week. He like Victor Ortiz was telling me he, he sparred with Mario. Mario was like fucking him up in the beginning, and then Victor got him back. But like he was like, dude, this I'm guy's shocked that he's good at boxing. He doesn't seem like Mario Lopez doesn't seem to be like a like a guy that would be good at boxing. Like, and I can I just say that this hypothetical match <laughs> is still more legitimate than all of Jake Paul's actual matches? Uh, Sean Brady is fighting Bilal Muhammad on the undercard. Uh, well, first, Benil Darius is fighting Gamrot. Darius is getting Oh, wait, we're back to fights. Okay. Yeah, yeah. Okay, so this fight, this whole card. Darius, by the way, I, I went to my asked him, how was your vacation? He was building churches for people in third world countries and not even telling anyone. Like, he's just a good dude. Uh, huh. So he's, nice. fighting, he's fighting Matus Gamrot. That'd be hilarious if that were just a euphemism, like in The Departed or whatever, what he was saying. Yeah, I paint houses. You know, and it means that he murders people. <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah, I build churches, you know. So this guy, almost... this guy Gamrot has a tattoo that says Body Chief on his chest. I don't know why. Uh, but he's taking uh, uh he he's 21 and one. He beat Jeremy Stevens, knocked out Scott Holtzman, uh, beat Diego Ferreira, knocked him out, beat Armand Sakyan, Sarukian. Damn, this is this is gonna be this is gonna be a, a good fight. And then Sean Brady, Bilal Muhammad, that's a great fight. Uh, Krylov's fight taking on Oldemir. Uh, this this this, this card goes deep. Um, I like Bilal, Bilal Muhammad in that one uh, against Sean Brady. Yeah, Brady is fifteen and zero. He's a monster. He beat one of the best jiu-jitsu guys in the world uh, in jiu-jitsu. He's coming off a win over Michael Chiesa. Beat Jake Matthews. I like. Hey, listen, the O's got to go sometime. Uh, so I think he runs into I think he runs into a wall with Bilal Muhammad. I love I like that guy. I can't picture Sean Brady. I'm trying to figure who he is. How and how I've missed out on him. He has a butt chin. He's married to Giselle. He not anymore. Not anymore. I'm kidding. <laughs> not anymore. <laughs> uh, yeah. No. I guess. Uh, I guess you. Well, you know, it's a pretty strong statement when you retire and then you're like, you know what? I'm going back to football. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um. So uh, yeah, that that's gonna be uh, that's gonna be good. Now, what did you think, by the way, about the guy, the basketball player who punched the other guy, who's now uh, Draymond Green? Did you? Yeah, see Draymond. Him? Oh yeah. yeah, boy, he punched him good too. That wasn't a slap. I mean, he straight cold cock. And that's the other thing. It was a cold cock. That guy. It's not like they squared up. It's not like they both agreed to fight. He came over, got in his face. He and he just and it's like you're you're professional athletes on the same team. You yeah. don't expect him just to return with a fucking right to the chops fucking shot. The guy I did push him first. I, the guy did push him first, though. Yeah, he pushed him, but I mean he pushed him to get away from him because he come up right in his face. That's what happens next. You push him back. You're on a team though, where your teammates, the next shouldn't now you're in a bar, you should know that's what's coming next. Sean. But you're you're at practice basketball practice with your teammate you don't expect that to be the next thing yeah it didn't look like a sucker punch to me necessarily but it was definitely overkill i think the problem with um dude i played basketball in college i played with a lot of guys the problem is almost all of them thought they were tough or talked a big game like they were tough and it's uh, like almost you see in the nba they'll almost never actually fight so when you run into somebody that will they're so shocked like they're not ready like jerry sackhouse if you look up his fights like he getting fights in games all the time um He's got went to North Carolina, played for the Sixers. And, yeah, yeah, uh, no, I remember teams. Stackhouse. Yeah, but uh, yeah, he would like if if someone said something to him or pushed him in the NBA game, he would just blast him in the face like he wasn't joking, like he's a, he was that guy, you know, or whatever. But uh, too many, it's like soccer players, man. Too many of them guys get, just get used to 
feeling safe, you know, like they could, they know they're going to get basketball players know they're going to get broken up. But uh, yeah, he didn't, uh, I mean, that was a nasty punch. He, he could have really done some damage to that. I don't know how hurt pool is, uh, but that was, it was ugly, man. That uh, he was definitely out when he got People hit. People don't realize that, was, that you, you punch a guy the wrong way. The guy falls and breaks his neck or dies. Yeah. Fucking hospital. And it's, oh, I mean, you're, this guy's a 250 pound fucking, right. you know, yeah, pro athlete that big. And the guy doesn't expect it. Doesn't, isn't used to getting hit or doesn't know it's coming. It, it could be. Yeah. Hands are down. Be, yeah. He wasn't in a defense. It was again, they didn't square up. Like let's scrap. He shoved him and then he bam. And it's like, Whoa. Hey, I mean, it was, I, I, I think it's, I mean, obviously it surprised the shit out of the pool. I just don't think, you know, people have been talking about what is the relationship reparable. It's one thing if the video didn't get out. Yeah, that's true. Yep. Then you could be like, no one else saw it. Let's just play basketball. Let's just be business. You know, we'll do business together. But the video is out. And I don't know how you can go out there and act like you're all chummy with this dude knowing everybody there saw him punch you in the fucking face. And he well, he's going to hear about it, too. Yeah. During games, I guarantee you players are going to be saying to him, like, hey, don't get knocked out. You know what I mean? Or whatever. Like, Yeah, exactly. He'll, he'll never hear the end of that. He'll never exactly. hear the end of that. Exactly. Yeah, don't make me dream on you. Your own right. brother got you. Yeah. I'll get you, too. But did he get you knocked know? out or he just, he just fell down? I don't think he got knocked out cold. I don't know if he got knocked out cold, but he got knocked down. And I mean, he was... Yeah. I'm sure it didn't get right back up. Yeah, he for sure he probably didn't know where he was for an hour or two after. That was a. Yeah, that was a, I, was, I, if I, I were mean, if I were Jordan Poole, I would force a trade by what of one of them. One of them's got to go, and the league really should have stepped in again because the video got out. Yeah, because everybody saw it. You can't just let him get away with that. People already have a problem with Draymond being an irritant. Now he's allowed to just punch people in the fucking face. Right. Nah. So uh, what do you got coming up, Greg? This weekend, I'll be at JP's Comedy Club down in uh, Gilbert, right outside of uh, Phoenix, Arizona. So please, Thursday, Friday, and Saturday nights, please come out and see me. Thursday, one show, and I think two shows on both Friday and Saturday. Then uh, later this month, I'll be at Laughs at Tucson. Let me uh, bring up the calendar so I can see what the actual dates are. But uh, yeah, I think that's... Um, so we're at 40, 30, 40, 15, then yeah, the 28, 29 laughs in Tucson and then four, five, three, four, five, and six. I'll be back at TK's in Dallas. I'll be coming home, uh, for that one. And then in the middle of November, the 7th through the 12th, I believe it is. I will be, or no, sorry, 14th through the 20th. I'll be back in Vegas at the LA comedy club. So come out and see me, Vegas, Phoenix, Dallas, Tucson. Come out. Sean. I will be traveling as much as you and uh, Greg, but not making any money doing it. So I'm going to two different weddings. I'm going to one in uh, San Diego, one in Houston. I got to go to Germany after that. So it's, uh, yeah, going to cost me a bunch of money. And uh, at least I get to go to a couple of weddings while I'm gone. But uh, yeah, it's, uh, yeah. So I'm traveling all over the place, but not making a dime doing it, actually spending money. So I'm, I'm doing the Skank Fest this. Uh, oh, nice. This Thursday, this Friday, Saturday, Sunday, the Skank Fest in uh, Las Vegas, uh, and then next week. Isn't the- some of it going to be at the LA Comedy Club? No, it's all on like Fremont Street, and like. Oh, okay. For some reason, there. I thought they had one or two shows going on over there too. M- maybe. I'm maybe. A, I really want to know what the Skank Fest is, but I'm afraid my girlfriend will see my internet search history and see Las Vegas Skank no, Fest. It's a, it's a big, it it's a big comedy it. festival produced by the guys who have Legion of Skanks. 
Yeah. Uh, oh, okay. Luis Gomez. Luis yeah. Gomez. Yeah. I thought it was going to be prostitution uh, based or something like the skank fest in LA or Las Vegas. I thought it was going to be Lewis something really great guy. And uh, they got guys like uh, Big J's on a bunch of shows. Dave Smith, yeah. Shane Gillis, Dan Soder. Well, that's their, they, they've got a whole crew. That's Eddie, their crew for sure. Oh, Eddie Pepitone, a lot of uh, uh, Robert Kelly, a lot of, a lot of good comics. Um, Lewis yeah. Gomez. There's a guy that's a huge Shab fan. So. If you ever watch uh, any of his stuff, he, he loves him. Okay. Does he really? Or are you being facetious? <laughs> no, he trashes. He's he trashes Shaw more than I did. So he's uh, yeah. I was like, this is one of those moments where you look at him like, I think he's kidding. <laughs> uh, <laughs> I mean, uh, and then next week I'll be at the Laugh Factory in Reno at the Silver Legacy Casino, and then uh, in Fairbanks, Ooh, that's a long week. Fair. No, it's only Thursday to Sunday. Oh, that's good. That's better. And then at the fair, I'm in I'm in Fairbanks, Alaska, November 11th. And then, oh, fun! And then in Austin, Minnesota, 17th and 18th, uh, and then the LA Comedy Club in December. Well, thank you guys so much. Hope you guys have a great week. Uh, you guys, are good to see you guys. Everybody have a great yeah. weekend. Take care. Yeah.